You good? The volume good? There's a knob there if it's too loud. Where is that? Right here. here. Oh. It's, uh, <laughs> the metal is broken off, but... Okay, in all seriousness... Yeah. This is a perfect send-off for your soon-to-be former studio. Yeah. Just, I hope the chair breaks. No offense. It will. It, I feel like it will. <laughs> the metal ver- broke off the knob. The headphones have been dragged behind a car. Uh, and a dog ate them. And the dog chewed them up. Okay, good. This is yeah. a good setup. All right. Hi, and welcome to the Hurley Edition. We are back this week. That's right. Two consecutive weeks with the podcast. And actually, you're getting two this week. We are doubling up the podcast game because I like you, because I want you to hear things in your ears where I am right now. My first guest this week is Randy Scott. He is a Sports Center anchor, one of one of three Sports Center AM anchors. You see him every morning on your TV talking about sports, doing sports things, having sports conversations. And uh, I met Randy. Uh, we we briefly cut crossed paths at Nesson uh, toward the end of my time there. He was there, and then he left shortly thereafter. So, uh, not not uh, extensive. Uh, knowledge of each other, so it should be good to get to know each other. And I just got a text. Randy said he just parked, so I'm going to let him in, and we're going to have this podcast. Let's do it. All right, Randy Scott. First of all, thank you for coming in. You win the award for most dedicated podcast guest, <laughs> uh, schlepping all the way here in the middle of the day on short notice. We figured this out at 6 a.m. today. That's, yeah, it was my own my own self inflicted short notice, though. No, I mean it's work. Work that was my work fault. Obligation. So I appreciate yeah. that. And you volunteered. Uh, to be a, a podcast guest before this was like a critically acclaimed, hugely successful podcast that you know won the world over. So you were right. you were on the ground floor. I wanted, yeah, I was in IPO and I bought some shares and I sat on them like any good investor would. Mm-hmm. And I'm just trying to help my investment. That's all. I made it to number seventy four on sports podcast once. That's tremendous. Yeah. Well, we're aiming for seventy three. Yeah, I think we can get back up there. I think we can. But all right, so the 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 genesis of this timing is that you are a Raiders fan. Yeah. For those who for those who might not know, you are you are the the one of the hosts of Sports Center AM every single morning. One of one of three. Yeah, one of three. Yeah. Yep. Me and Jay Harris and Sage Steele. So I have two routes that we're gonna go, <laughs> and you can choose what's the first half and what's the second half. We have like your life and career. And, and all you that. You took notes. Oh yeah, I prepare. Oh god. Otherwise, I'd be awful. It would be a very bad. That. I'd be a very bad podcast. Otherwise, or we have your stupid Raiders. So you can choose where we where we hit first. You oh, you know you drive this thing. Choose I'm your along. Own. Yeah. All right. I'm along for the ride. Well, let's get to know you. Let's get to know you a little <laughs> bit. All right. So all right. So you you host Sports Center AM. Yeah. And every morning, uh, when I put it up, not every morning because I work, but when I'm not working or when I'm watching ESPN at work. Yeah. Um, which happens sometimes. Does it? Is it even allowed to happen here? It streams. I got multiple monitors. You know, sometimes you got to watch SportsCenter when Ezekiel Elliott gets suspended and then not suspended and then suspended again, oh. and you got to follow it. You know. Hot, yeah. How do you follow that? Because uh, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Schefter's Twitter, honestly. Yeah. Adam Schefter's Twitter. Chris Mortensen's Twitter. I don't, am I allowed to say Mortensen's name? You are. You are. Okay. We'll get into that. We'll All get right. into that. All right. Um, <laughs> because I mean, I always, I obviously followed Deflategate every single step of the way, and when stuff happened, I knew what happened. What 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 now? It was about deflated footballs. It yes. was like uh, it was uh, Tom. Can I get credit? Hold on. Now, can I get credit for not at some point in that year? I put my foot down and said I'm not. It was kind of like some reporters with with Redskins with the Washington Redskins. Yeah. Some people are like, hey, I'm not I'm not going to say it. Washington football team, whatever. I decided no more. Deflate gate. That I will not use that That's good. word. I called it the deflated footballs issue, mm-hmm. the competitive advantage issue, whatever it was. It itself felt stupid saying oh, because yeah. it was such a stupid yes. story. I actually, I, I, 
dedicated myself to only writing it in quotes. Which oh, is which good. was like a real subtle that. way of being like, if you say this, you're stupid. But that's what yeah. we're using, and I don't want to write the deflated football situation every time. I but meant to ask you that, yeah, yeah. Okay. So okay. yeah, we're on the same page there. All right. Um, but uh, yeah. So the so Elliot stuff. I don't know how you follow that live and in action. Like it happened last week, and I just waited for more people to tweet because I was like, not sure what that means. But anyways, <laughs> so when I turn it on, I see your face, and underneath yeah. you, I see the letters S C A M scam, which right. is appropriate. I think it's like it should be maybe. Like a wall photo of you. Uh, I just yeah. I googled SCAM this morning, and this is what came up. So, okay. So Let's what see. are we looking? Why don't you tell us what Google shows? Uh, scam definition and uh, virtual kidnapping scam. Yep. New scam target. Uh, and <laughs> con artist. Yeah. <laughs> a, a full definition that's, of con artist. That's so, great. Yeah. That's what a, happens a when grifter. you search your show. Yeah. Basically, a 21st century social media sports grifter. You might want to. Yeah. You got to work in the SEO there. Uh-huh. So I was, <laughs> I was doing some research. I, I, this is my last prop, I promise. Okay. But I was doing some research uh, to, to get a little bit of background on you. And the Washington Post had a very nice feature about you. Very nice feature from August. Yeah. yeah. Um, really nice. However, uh-huh. what a devastating lead. Do you mind reading the lead the out lead? loud for everyone? I mean, this is a knockout. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Randy, Randy Scott has worked as an anchor at ESPN since 2012, but he's a relative unknown compared to his two co-hosts on the network's revamped SportsCenter AM, which debuted Monday. <laughs> Jay Harris and Sage Steele have 19 more years at ESPN and roughly 300,000 more Twitter followers <laughs> combined than the 35-year-old Scott. Yeah. I mean, geez. There's a lot of sad stuff there. <laughs> that was in a nice feature, too. Imagine if it wasn't a nice feature. <laughs> he, he and I got along, too, in the interview. Uh, relative unknown, kind of stings. Uh, <laughs> Uh, 19 more years at ESPN. It's like, yeah, I'm a little younger, uh, but that gets debunked with the 35 year old <laughs> Scott, and then roughly 300,000 more Twitter followers combined. I, that's, yeah. I mean, yeah. I just got in. to 10,000, and I'm thousands behind. Do I get to keep this? Yeah, I mean, if you want, I'll keep it. Yeah, maybe I'll autograph it for you. I'm so. thousands mm-hmm. behind my own wife, like in my yeah. own house. That's, She's got me beat. Yeah. And she was not out of work, but she was, she took time off after our second child was born for like, Almost a year. I think we don't. A, we don't believe in that in this program. I mean, we don't believe in maternity leave. Or no, are we? Oh yeah, that's yeah. a good point. That's although, although <laughs> the architect of that statement has taken some public hits lately. A little I feel bit. like a little I feel bit. Like if you're gonna come at the throne, now's the time. Yeah, that's true. But um, yeah. So and she's got me beat by like eight thousand. She's got so many more. She holds it over my head. It's just tough. You get this nice feature about you in the Washington Post, <laughs> and it just starts with this Trash. just a slug across the face. <laughs> Anyways, here's why you might care about him, but probably don't. I mean, it was it was interesting. But yeah. uh, what I found interesting in that is that, you know, you're a few years older than me, but we're basically the same yeah. uh, generation. And you didn't grow up idolizing the Dan Patricks and Rich Eisens and Keith Obermans and Stuart Scotts of the world the way the way most of us did, because it said in there you didn't have cable. We didn't have cable, yeah. My dad was Navy for 43 years, and he was like, no, no cable. We're not wasting money on it. And then they got it as soon as I went to college. But I, I knew what Sports Center was, and I, I was a nerd. Like I was, I still idolized. I still knew who they were. I thought they were great, and I was the guy who tried to commandeer other people's remotes and mm-hmm. like at their houses, like sleepovers or just hanging out. It was like, hey, it's put on Sports Center, and they're like, God, what? They were trying to watch the scrambled channels. They're trying on the to, boxes, yeah, 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 you know, smacking it around. Um, <laughs> the the box, the cable box, not the other thing. Uh, <laughs> I was wondering what you went there. I was, the, um, was going to let it go. What's the profanity policy? You can do podcast? it, and I'll bleep you out after because I just be normal. You know, okay. I don't want I don't want anyone right. to censor themselves. wasn't wasn't sure. Yeah. So yeah, let no, I rip. knew I idolized those guys, and I and I had that conversation with my dad when he wanted me to go to the Naval Academy. Which would have been a threat to both myself and national security. The United States. Like it's there's no 
way that will work. But like my dad went to Naval Academy and he was a Top Gun and he was a Blue Angel pilot and like just this badass. And I was like, yeah, Dad, I think I want to. I think I want to be a sports anchor. And he was like, you got to serve your country. And I was like, that's how I can, you know. And <laughs> hey. so yeah, that was probably the first time I identified like this is what I want to do. Um, yeah. It. So I yeah I didn't have cable, but I still knew those guys and obviously thought they were they were great. Did you pretend you were in the Stuart Scott family? Is that? Uh, I had. So I, do you remember the show Dream Job? Yeah. On ESPN, uh, Michael Hall won, right? Yes. And he's he went on to. I mean, both he and the other guy, Dave uh, Holmes, went on to do some stuff. But I auditioned and made it pretty far in both of them. Mm-hmm. And I got to meet Stuart on the first one, and he said he made a joke like "brother from another mother" thing mm-hmm. when I met him, and that was just about the coolest yeah. thing that had ever. Happened to me uh, at the time, and uh, and then I didn't make the show. And was that? That was, that was like 2003. You must have been. I was in college. Young. Yeah, yeah. That was I was. Yeah, I remember auditioning, and I met Wilbon at the audition. They just like pulled me out of line and just sort of passed the sports background, like info stats nerd stuff. And talked then, some Northwestern. We Northwestern talked about the Reds, We talked about the Redskins. You're from DC. You must be a Redskins fan. And I was like, oh, everybody assumes that, you know, and because I, I was not, but I was able to talk my way through it. Good. Cause I'm a Raiders fan, as yeah. you know. Yeah, we might get to that. We might yeah. touch on that. Yeah. The uh, the Oakland Raiders, the football team. Um, <laughs> are you sad that in 2017 you can't have like a, a catch mark trade uh, catchphrase trademark that? Oh, you, you, Who says I can't? Well, I mean, I'm it's, still gonna try. The era has the era has passed us by, I believe. I mean, listen, like there's a wall. If you're ever just as I'm sort of behind enemy lines, not enemy lines, but like it's enemy a little, lines. It's a little strange walking around here. Um, j- like if you ever come down to Bristol and you and I can walk you around like you just did me briefly getting the the tour the full 10 minute tour well no, 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 i mean it's a, a big pl- it's a much bigger place than yeah. i thought but there's get in a, while you can there's a quote wall uh right outside the sports center studio that they they had launched uh 2014 and it's just i mean seriously it's like a quote wall like you would have had in college only nicer it's all the catchphrases through the years and it sort of stops Ah uh, man, what was the most recent one? This is probably Bouchergrass one, Neil Everett one, bartender or something like that. Mm-hmm. But no, normally good. Well, they left they left uh, some space, so like the carrot is out there to try to get something on there. So I still try, mm-hmm. you know. Some there's catch. A, there's a buzzer beater. There's like a you know the bell doesn't dismiss you, I dismiss you, something like that. I I try to throw some stuff out. Carl, good to see you for Carl Anthony Towns or you throw a lot of a lot of Carl hip, Crawford played. Yeah, a lot of hip things. Mid nineties. Adam Sandler, Chris Farley, mm-hmm. yeah, that's my jam. No, but don't you throw in like uh, people will always say like, "Hey, some dude on Sports Center just said X," and then you're like, "That was me." <laughs> yep, I I'm, raised my hand for that. I'm the cool uncle because, as I said, dozens of Twitter followers, according to the Washington Post. Hey, one by one. So the cool uncle, one, yeah. I bet you've made progress since August 31st. <laughs> catch, catch me outside is my most recent. Yeah, one for the for the three pointer. That's how about that? That's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I honestly things like that. I usually catch like three months later, and then I use them ironically because they've already passed through the cycle. <laughs> so that's that's how I operate. Catchphrase hipster. That's yeah, good. Yeah. That's good. Um, so the show itself, I feel like it's, I mean, it, you can't just do a straight highlight show anymore. You have a, a round table. You have discussions. Is, you disagree? You play it, no, highlights. No, but. keep going. Like, because that's how it started was like, hey, get back to highlights, get back to highlights. Yeah. And we had a manager sort of organizational shift and the new, he's not new, but he's coming back to Sports Center as a, a primary oversight. And he was like, no, let's even more. Like, if you're doing 60% this, I want 80% highlights. Like, mm-hmm. let's get everything, everything in. So that sort of has happened over the last like three, four weeks. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, I, there really isn't as much 
of the first take element to I our show mean, anymore. I didn't mean like debate show. I mean yeah. it's more people talking. It's like a, a morning coffee show than it is two people at yeah. a desk with their highlight sheets in front of them reading <laughs> what happened in the game. It's more conversational. And I just I feel like probably when you were in school at Northwestern, you were trained to do that just straight ahead and then when you started your career it was probably reporting holding a microphone in the field yeah, yeah. And, and, and being straight on with it so has the industry changed uh in the 10 years you've been in it pretty yeah. drastic like it feels like there's no straight newsman anymore no i mean it's it's funny because like i saw today duke uh castiglione's coming up from wmyw and going to uh cvb to be a, a news anchor like oh we don't save uh, rival stations i'm sorry uh, going, going to a station to a local affiliate Beep in, in Needham. <laughs> Beep, bleep that out. Yeah. Uh, and and yeah, it, it it's definitely changed. Like it's it's definitely now. And I think you live this. It's the more you can do. You can't be one thing. You have to contribute cross platform, multi platform, whatever the word is, and produce content. That's that's right. what it is. So like you'll do a sport. I'll do a Sports Center AM from from seven to ten AM uh, Eastern, and then it's like, can you tape a podcast? Can you host co host with Rosillo? Can you? You know, you want to do a daily fantasy article for dot com, like mm-hmm. just it's that sort of stuff. A, it's job security. B, you try to boost your your <laughs> meager Twitter following uh, and get your name out there, get your brand out there. I hate that word because yeah. it's just like get your personality out there. Just make people know who you are. Well, and that's the word more important now than it was in '04 when I when I graduated. Right then, it would be your tape or your reel. Yeah, it would, dude. I sent VH. I mean, God, this is old man stuff, but I, I remember sending VHS stuff. I remember trying to align it on the laser printer so that the label printed out because my handwriting's awful, and you know, get that out. And even even when I got the job at ESPN, it was sending Steve Levy a DVD, and now I'm sure it's it's YouTube and yeah, you know, demo links and all that stuff. Your own personal website. Yeah, I met Steve Levy at uh, the media hockey game at Fenway last year. Okay, he was a cool guy. Yeah, I want to be friends with Steve Levy. He's is oh, he taking really? friends? Uh, is he? Ta- you know what? I don't know if he's accepting. Applica- no. I think he's always looking. I'm gonna send him a friend request via I- mail, <laughs> just like you sent him a, a DVD, and see yeah. if he'll accept it. Like, will I- you accept? Yeah, that was. He got me out of. He got me out of Nesson. Like, yeah, I remember getting that call. Like at Nesson, like I had to go lifeboat, outside. Like a lifeboat on the ocean. Was, well, I mean, when I was there, I was month to month. I was month to month for two years, and almost two years, and it was like, you know, I was getting close to thirty, and my wife and I were talking about having kids, and I was like, how do you bring a child into a situation where I, I literally got a November schedule on October 28th. And if I was on it, it meant I worked for 30 days. If I wasn't, you know, maybe I'll work the next month. Like it was that sort of thing. And I was telling my friend uh, who worked at Fenway Sports, the Fenway Sports Group for years, worked for the Red Sox. And he said, you know, I helped Steve Levy once for a big wig event. And he said, if I ever needed anything, I could call him. And this, I'm going to cash that in for you. And I was like, yeah, sure. And he goes, no, no, no. He put me on an email. I emailed Levy. Leave email right back and said, I'm in my office for the next hour. Give me a call. I caught it on my phone mm-hmm. and and called him right back. And he was like, send me a reel. I sent it. He's like, wait too long. Cut this, cut this, move this around. Wow. Sent it back. And he was like, hey, I really like it. Can I walk it down the hall? And I was like, uh, yes, Steve Levy, you can. You know, <laughs> and he did. And and it was the same deal. It was uh, somebody in the in the recruitment office was like, you know, we're not actively looking for anybody right now, but we're always looking. So if you can ever come down, drive down, we'll interview and just works. Wow. It just, yeah. Magic. Just worked like that. Month so, to month, though. So Steve Levy is cool. Yeah, month yeah. to month for almost two years. That that's, wasn't cool. That's not typical, I have to imagine, in the industry. Um, I think it's typical at, it was typical at Ness, and I think yeah. it's changed. There's been new management. Um, 
to a certain level since uh-huh. I left, and I think they've they've understood the importance. Even if it's a shorter term contract, just taking that maybe six months, taking that stress out of it, maybe but two it, months. Well, that was the thing. Like, and I'll I mean I'll say like that was it was frustrating to be like, hey, can I have a contract? I'll almost sign anything, and they're like, no, we don't really do contracts. But meet Jamison Coyle, who's here on a multi year contract, and it's not Jamison's fault. No, it's just. Sort of getting, you know, told one thing and then another thing right. was was happening. So you've obviously very quickly gone on to be a, a, the host of Sports Center every day. Is that sort of like every day you kind of wake up and just a little slam dunk on Nerd. the people that didn't want to give you a two month contract? <laughs> no, no, I, yeah, it is. It was it in the is. beginning, like when Nalco left. It was mm-hmm. sort of like that stinks that they keep jettisoning good jettisoning good people. People and, are still mad about that. Rightfully good, so. good. She's great, and you know Don Orsillo's great, and mm. there are great people who've gone on to other good things. You well, know? they had to energize the broadcast. That's what you got to do. They had to energize it, sure, by those, getting rid of the guy that had electricity with Jerry Remy. Those decisions are over my head. Man. Yeah, I bumped into Remy the other like three weeks ago. How's he doing? Out to dinner. Great. He looked great. I think he's yeah. He's yeah. Through, the, through the treatment, I believe. I f- I felt bad talking to him because he's, yeah, it drew attention to him. So like. I was like, hey, great. You know, we worked together for a couple of years. And he was like, yeah, yeah, of course. I still don't know if he remembered me because I was on now the now defunct Ness and Daily and not the Red Sox stuff primarily. But, um, and then it was like a swarm of people. Yeah. I was like, okay, cool. Got to go. And then it was just like, whoosh. Uh, way to go. In. Yeah. You're tall. His wife You're probably, like a beacon. His wife probably loved that. Yeah. But way to go. Anyway. Way to blow it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there was a period there where it was sort of like a, a, a marching line from Nesson to, to ESPN between you. Uh, L. Duncan, Jade, Jade McCarthy. Yeah. I think Cole Wright did it. Cole yeah. Wright might have been the, the trailblazer from Ness and ESPN. I know he's at NFL Network now. Yeah, I mean, Cole Wright left uh, in on October 2010, and I sort of, I didn't replace him, but that that was the, the opening for yeah. me at Nesson. And then Cole went out wet. He went out to Fox Sports 1, and now he's at NFL Network and killing it. Uh, Love yeah. Cole. Jade, Cole. Cole was such, so, <laughs> Cole was such, it was big shoes to fill at Nesson because you get to do some stuff with the Red Sox uh, the fantasy day and getting to take batting practice and honestly like the, the organizer would come up and say you know Cole Wright hit a couple out last year yeah. and you're like well I hate to break it to you Steve but that's not going to happen today <laughs> Cole was an athlete Cole was an athlete probably still, probably is, still athlete. is probably still is still is yeah um, so what was your how did you start at ESPN what were you doing I know what you do now but it must have started with much much uh Less high-profile yeah, uh, duties. I did a show that is now, speaking of now defunct, man, I've got the Midas, Midas Touch, Nesson Daily, and I did something called Highlight Express, okay. which was pretty much what you're talking like about. ESPN like ESPN News? Yeah, it was E! News. It was after the last, it would start airing at, at 11, <clears throat> excuse me, but it was um, every, you didn't leave until every game was done. So Oh, boy. Yeah, so there were some West Coast games that were, like I remember one 17-inning Orioles Mariners in Seattle that I remember driving home and hitting hitting inbound Boston traffic because I was living in Watertown and I'm like what is everybody doing on the road and it's like oh yeah it's 6:15 <laughs> you know what I mean like I left Bristol at 4:30 you know that's, um, that's tough but uh, that was the show that was it was a half hour it was as many highlights as you could do you maybe got you got one on camera lead your uh, co anchor got one and then you had like a, an opening sort of two shot at the beginning of the show. Otherwise, that was it. You just got out of the way. Mm-hmm. And there were some stats, like some full screen things that were, you know, Aaron Judge did this or whatever. And then, and it just re aired all night. It would re air until Mike and Mike came on, on on E News in the morning. And obviously that's changed because Mike and Mike yeah. is on ESPN2 coming to, uh, coming to ESPN soon. Constant change. Yeah. I feel like 
just the highlight shows like that, you don't need, uh, like someone like me, I don't need them every day. But when you do need them, you want them, and yeah. they're not there anymore. Yeah. It, they're harder to find. That's what we're trying. I mean, I'm not trying to, to shamelessly plug our show, but that's what we're trying to get back. You're allowed we, to. Well, we just did the Monday show, and the Monday thing is like, we're going to do, instead of, it, like we're on for three hours, we're going to try to do six half-hour shows. And get, so like, if at seven, if you're not up, let's say your alarm goes off at seven, you're not firing up the TV right away, so maybe you miss... Was our what was our first highlight? Was it Sunday Night Football? Yeah, it's Brady. So it was you know Pat's Broncos, and if you miss that, and then suddenly you you're like, what the hell? I missed, you know, I, what, what, how, why haven't they shown the Pat's Broncos yet? And it's like, no, 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 we already did. And you just missed it. So you got to wait an hour. No, now you wait seven thirty, and it'll be at the top right. of it. So honestly, like we're we're trimming down on our analyst segments. We're trimming down on phone or guests, all that stuff, unless there's breaking news, and just trying to. Like blow out the highlights, which is great this time of year, but it gets a little like March. unless you're a baseball like a big baseball fan, like, and I am. Oh, July! But you work with a lot of people where it's like, oh my god, we're WNBA and baseball. That's all we got. We go to Twins Rangers. Yes, eight three in the fifth. <laughs> We've got another home run. Yeah, no, no. now nine three. That's that's it. That's, that, that's it. <laughs> Those that, months are tough. That home run call won't make it on the catchphrase wall. Mm. <laughs> We've got we've got another <laughs> home run. <laughs> no, but I think that's when uh, that's when the NFL will come in with another you know lawsuit litigation in court that fills those summer months for you. So don't oh, worry about it. We'll hopefully. have another one next year. And the NBA offseason is the gift oh, yeah. that keeps that it's keeps better giving. than the season. It is, yeah. It the is. last night, I mean, the Cavs and Knicks, that whole thing is a, is a good time. <laughs> right, right. That was good. Did you see they they rode the subway? Uh, <laughs> it what? They're people Why like us? us. They're people just like us. Their faces, the faces of Isaiah Thomas and Jay Crowder after riding the subway <laughs> was like me and you if we drove like a McLaren, like around, like on the highway, like 170 miles an hour. They're like, yeah. <laughs> this is what people get to do. We came up and we were in a different part of the city. I like that he panned it over to Dwayne Wade. He was like, D Wade, we on the subway, and he was like, We're out here, man. We're out here. It's like I don't what? know what to do with my hands. <laughs> yeah, like, I never basically. know what to do. Oh, pro athletes. They're just like us. They really are. Uh, back to you. super relatable. Yeah, especially that guy who sat next to him. He was totally into it. Um, <laughs> what an ego shot <laughs> that was. I do not consent. <laughs> Speaking of ego shot, the guy didn't know who LeBron James was. It's a tough one. Uh-uh. So uh, back to you, your career. So you graduated yeah. from Northwestern. Yeah. Uh, from the best I can do your map. You went to Oklahoma. Yeah. To Georgia. I went to the third biggest city in Oklahoma, by what, the way. What city is that? Lawton, Oklahoma. Oh, yes, Lawton. Yeah, big military town. You know what the military likes? Like new recruits? They like guys who wear makeup yeah. to work. In like fancy suits and like nice shoes. Fancy for, I mean, it was for Lawton. You know. Big yeah. city boy coming down suits. there. I had two of them yeah. at the time. Graduation gifts. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So yeah, then Georgia for a year. Then Georgia. Yeah. A lot of high school football, I imagine. Uh, a lot of high school football at both places, um, but also University of Georgia and Clemson. So okay. that was my first sort of like weekly, like pick the big game. And Georgia went to the. Um, <laughs> George went to the Sugar Bowl, and I was like, yes, I'm going to get to go to New Orleans. But that was 05, 06. Ooh, tough, so New Orleans was still tough spot. underwater, so they moved the game to Atlanta. So I got to drive 45 minutes. Well, you know, Atlanta's but, okay. Yeah, sure. Here you go. They, they, Atlanta's they, a place. That building doesn't exist. Any, well, it might exist, but it doesn't. doesn't They're going to level it soon if they haven't already. From all I hear, it was fine. Yeah, sure. It wasn't like decrepit yeah. or anything. It's it is weird though, like, and maybe you're old enough now, but like, it's weird that stadiums that you remember when they opened are now getting, and it seems like it's happened twice in Atlanta. Twice in Atlanta, right? For sure. Turner Field and and Georgia Dome, but like, like when they come for like New Comiskey or well, whatever USL or whatever it is, like you're gonna be like, oh man, I remember when that opened. Well, they you should tear I mean? that down because it's useless. It's a terrible it's ugly stadium. As hell. It's it was horrible. The, it was the last one that was like before they went into the neo design, you know, like Camden Yards, Jacobs Field, or. 
Progressive. It was the it Fleet is. Center of baseball stadiums. Just like put the oh, seats in. There Fleet you go. Center. Yeah. Fleet Center or the Shamit Center, I should say. Oh, okay. Um, then you went to Fort Myers, Florida. Yeah, it was my big break. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what market is that? Sixty like four. Okay. Five. Legit. Like that. Yeah. Out of like two twelve, but that was that was my third job. Like you said, that was my wife's first job. So like. She came from Boston in grad school, and I met her down there. Sorry, that's why I'm bringing her up. No, no, like, no I was going to ask about that like, anyway. She was like, wow, this place is really small. And I was like, this place is great. <laughs> Shane restaurants. There's a beach. There's an airport. Like, this is one. Because I had to drive for all of those things yeah. at my last two jobs. Oklahoma, two jobs. a lot of time in the truck. It was an hour and a half to Oklahoma City, or even longer to Dallas for like more flight options. It was not. That's bananas. I went storm chasing. Yeah. In Oklahoma. Yeah. It was like if you could, if they knew that a storm cell was coming up that would produce tornadoes and they knew you could work a camera, <laughs> thanks, thanks, college, uh, they'd send you out in a car and just like go wait for a storm to come. What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> Who's ever died in a tornado? <laughs> exactly. No, right. Show me. Show me someone. So, how did you meet your wife? Because I feel like, you know, you're both working in TV. She works at a, a rival news station, uh, Shannon Malair. Yeah. Right? I, I don't, I, Is it rival, though? Because it's in the family of NBC Sports Boston. Don't you guys do a lot of stuff with I them? don't. Uh, sort of independently from okay. CBS Boston. We don't. You said the name. You, no, wait, did you say the name? I did, yeah. Oh, no, boy. I said NBC Sports Boston. Okay, yeah, that's that's fine. That's okay. Yeah, that's we, all I said. In Boston, we don't acknowledge competitors. And they me, don't exist. And I knew of the brand change, which I feel like you're not crediting enough. Yeah. No, you're you're tuned in. Thank you. You still live in Massachusetts, right? I do. Yeah, Metro West. So somewhere in between near that Bristol. fancy mall. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now it's a it's a hundred and some it's like a hundred miles door to door for me. Not. Ideal, it's not but great. Not great. But you wake up at probably three in the morning and do it. So. I have to be there at four. So no, <laughs> I wake up at one forty five in the morning. And I leave about I'm not gonna like outline a burglary, but like I leave <laughs> at an early hour. <laughs> you go to you wake up at one forty five. Yeah. One forty five. Why do you have to be there at four if you're not until seven? Uh well, because you can't just show up and do I know, it. but three hours. Not I'm not I'm not Dan Roach, you know? Uh, no one I'm not, is. I'm not that pro. No one is. Three um, hours? Yeah, three. Yeah, you got to show up at three hours because you got it. You got three hours to write. You got different highlights each hour to plug in your note. Like we have, we have like viewership. We I haven't been involved in the in the <laughs> intelligence gathering, but like ESPN does a lot of like crowd testing, and they say that one of the pet peeves of viewers who do watch is play by play the highlights. Like, don't do that. Like, you we can, can see, see it. it so give me some context to what we're seeing. That's his thirtieth home run of the year. Instead of instead of that, there's a home, we've got another home run. <laughs> that actually right. might catch on. You right. give it a whirl. Just get you know less is more. Um, so yeah, so I gotta get in there. I get in there, like I aim for four. It's like four fifteen. One forty five though. Yeah, man. It's Most early. people aren't in bed yet. They're still watching Van well, Pelt. Okay, but has having a child hasn't that changed your sleep habits? Yeah, it's made it, made it worse. Made, made it, it worse, awful. yeah. So but how like, do you have children and that? Because uh, there are times you probably don't go to bed till 1 o'clock. No, that's the thing. I go to bed. I am i can't remember the last time I saw the other side of, of midnight. Okay. So you get right. an hour and a half at least every night. <laughs> <laughs> like, you sleep. I, I put the kids down because wife's at work. And, well, she, she helped. Like, that's one of the reasons we live where we live. So she can come home sometimes in between her 6 and 11 newscasts. Mm-hmm. Especially because we have a baby now. So it's, you know, he doesn't. I don't have anything that he wants. No. So I can relate. He'll come home. She'll come home and do that. And then, yeah, I try to get in bed after that. So I'm in bed by like 9.30. Okay. Yeah. So you, you miss the sports. And you I have miss to wake a up lot and watch the sports. But, I, but with the commute, I listen to the radio on the drive down. Yeah. You know, catch up that way. That's tough. Like, listen, Dolphins, Panthers last night. Outside you didn't of miss like, much. Outside of like a fantasy football implication, like I'm not locked into that. But the previous week, Sunday Night Football, Dolphins, Raiders, 
I wake up to see the Raiders one. I'm like, hell yeah, that's oh. great. But how'd they do it? I got I to know. I got to know. You get to watch with the viewers. That's it. So you can do the play-by-play. <laughs> so my and rea- <laughs> here comes Derek Carr back to pass. He goes deep. It's a catch. My reactions are organic. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's that's what I'm saying. That's 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 tough. I I wanted to talk about your your morning schedule. I didn't know it'd be that bad. Well, yeah. So then I come home. I mean, so you get a babysitter, right? Like having a babysitter is is key. So I come home. You have home, how many children? Three. That's like a hundred. It's a lot. If somebody told me uh, one is like none, two is like twenty. Anything uh, yeah. more than two, you're might as you're more you're Amish. We you have know? two, and we feel so stupid for ever thinking having a kid was difficult. It's like having one kid. Yeah. It'd be it'd be. Like a vacation to have one. Right. That's no. That sounded been, bad. That sounded like I wanted. No, no, no. But have you been one on one with just one? You know what I mean. Have you had? Oh, one yeah. Just by yourself? And how easy is? You like go out. You go to the store. You like oh, bounce around. So talk. Easy. So easy. Oh my gosh. But three um, though. That's and yeah. under three. Un three under f- four and under right now. That's yeah. So we've just we've been doing diapers since 2013. Like that's just been mm-hmm. a part of our lives. But we, there's some poop on your hand right now. Actually. Um, I hope it's poop. <laughs> <laughs> um, we went to uh, what was I going to say oh come home and you just say you have a babysitter I have a babysitter at like 5.30 so I come home and I sleep so I sleep in shifts I cobble together like 6 hours 7 hours enough to survive you know? yeah enough to crash on the weekend I'm a real good time on yeah, the weekend yeah I bet yeah I bet <laughs> that's that's hard I mean because with her job and your job yeah. you, you can't really move no but you, you gotta get somebody who understands the business, right? Who understands it like, hey, honey, like last week I was in Paris Island, South Carolina because mm-hmm. we had to do a remote shoot and she's like, yeah, I get it. Like she may not love it, but she's like, she understands it. If I'm if I'm meeting now, if I'm single now, and thank God I'm not, but if I was and it's like you meet <laughs> you meet like a doctor or a or a lawyer or some woman who has like a 9 to 5 normal normalist job and they're like, wait a minute, what? You got to work you got to work nights, you got to work weekends, you got to get up when and go where? Like elderly mall tough. walkers though. They are available. Walking the malls at five in the morning. True. You could see them on your way home or something. That's a market we need to tap into exactly. from a viewership perspective. Put them on. Put them on the TVs <laughs> in the mall. That's where you got to get in. There's TVs in there now. Time trials. Wow. Uh, but, <clears throat> there. yeah, I mean, you can't say no. I did see the uh, Paris say. Island Sports Centers. You oh, came yeah. up, uh, you certainly knew quite a bit about the military there. So yeah. it was clear that uh, it was, yeah. <laughs> that was it. Now, obviously, there's a lot of respect for the military, mm-hmm. but it's still got to be a little... Maybe not unnerving, but when you have like 300 people behind you just standing with stone faces, standing at attention, and you're trying to, you know, talk about sports, that's got to be a challenge. It's a little, yeah, and it puts some stuff into like perspective, sort of. Like you're, you're sitting there and you're like, man, I'm really cold, you know, because it, it was, it was like, it was like 42 and there was wind and I wasn't going to wear a jacket because you're in front of all these Marines and, and they're like in basically their uniform. The only thing they're allowed to wear. And I'm not gonna. And they're like bringing out hand warmers for us and stuff. And you're like, I look pillow soft right now. <laughs> but what I we had the newest batch, so the ones who had just graduated like two days prior, and we didn't realize we know it's 13 weeks. We didn't know that they were completely cut off. So the ones who were sports fans, once they got permission, once they were put at ease and they got permission to speak freely and all that stuff, they were like, How are my Packers doing, sir? And you're like, oh, you got to break the Aaron Rodgers. I hate to break it to you. So you get to like update them on all this stuff, and it's never positive. You know what I mean? Like, get no. Eagles. Maybe there was an Eagles fan. There was a Giants fan. (laughs) There was a Giants fan, and I felt so bad. Like he's 18 years old. He's just been through hell. He's now a Marine, and he's like, "How are my Giants doing?" And it's like, not only are they about to lose their head coach, possibly trade their quarterback, but Odell Beckham Jr. is hurt, and we don't know if he's ever going to be the same. But hey. 
Congrats, Marine. You know what? That kid got Super Bowls when he was like nine and twelve. So that's or, true. Or, so he'll he'll never reach that again. And feels, that's true. That's a good point. There you go. Well, we're we're, we're getting into your misery. We're we're getting close. Oh, good. But uh, building up to it. Is there in the course of those? I mean, I love small town news, like uh, uh, Lawton, Oklahoma. Yeah. What's the most embarrassing package you've ever put together in your career? Because I know it's Ooh, you still remember it. The embarrassing. Sort of like package. in uh, Bruce Almighty when he covers the largest cookie. In Buffalo? Um, well, I had to do, yeah. In Lawton, I had to do news as well as sports. It was the only way they could justify bringing me on because it was a three-person sports department, and I don't even know that there are many of those in Boston left. Right. Like, it's like, can I name names at other places? I know I can't name uh, you TV know, stations. I'll just beep as you talk. So, like, you got Steve Burton. Beep. You got Dan Roach. No, you can, you can say them. That's okay. CBS Boston. All right, so, that's, all right, that's, good, that's, all right. so you got Burton, you got Roach. Is there a third? Levin. There is? Levin Reed. Levin Reed's still yeah, there. Yeah. Great. Okay. All right. I love Levin. All right, so... Uh, so, okay, uh, does Seven have anything? Beep. I don't know. I mean, it's Amorcino. Beep. Okay, all right, we're going to (laughs) stop. I get your point. (laughs) I get it. All right, all right. So, uh, the most embarrassing, most embarrassing, most embarrassing, um, I had to be a photographer. I wasn't even a reporter on it, but I had to put it together, and it was on the best Christmas display, like exterior Christmas displays in the town of Alt- Altus, Oklahoma, mm-hmm. which is a big Air Force base. And it was just one street, had a competition, and I had to go do a story on the winner of the competition. And some might argue that there are no winners in a competition like that. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> I got to do it, and I had to be really careful because the you know the, the lights were different brightness and the sun was going down and all this stuff. It was actually a pain in the ass. But yeah, that was my most embarrassing one. Okay. It wasn't like yeah. a state fair deal or anything, okay. but like but I've covered like eight man football. Like and I saw that in the story. I don't yeah. really know what that is. It's like the town is so small that they can't do eleven on eleven for high school football, but they still love football. So they're gonna do eight man football, eighty yard field, and it's a whole division. It's like, it's like bumper pool. It's like yeah without does bumper have the thing in the middle? Yeah. Yeah. I mean without the extra challenge. Yeah. 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 Eighty I mean it's Eight, what's what's eight the lineman eight. situation? Three uh, linemen. I I don't know if it's like a if it's like a it's like rock and jock situation. <laughs> like I don't ten know. point touchdown line. I'm not sure. That's uh <clears throat> sounds like interesting. I mean I mean I covered uh, field hockey once and uh, I had a Wikipedia of the rules before I went because yeah. I had no idea what was going on. So I mean I've covered, you adjust. I've covered every high school thing and it, I can't tell you in a town that small where you're like everything I want to do feels a million miles away. Like, it could not, I could be on the moon right now. Like, that <laughs> Boston, Bristol, it all feels like another war. Like, there's no way. There's yeah. no freaking way. Well, how competitive was everything at Northwestern? Because I went to Roger Williams, the esteemed journalism program at yep. Roger Williams University, you know, yeah. where literally if you wanted to do something, you could do it. If you wanted to write for the paper, if you wanted to be the editor of the paper, <laughs> if you wanted a radio show, if you wanted to do the TV stuff, you could just walk in and do it. Yeah. I imagine at Northwestern there's, like, sort of a cutthroat uh, competitiveness with everything, no? I haven't heard... When I was there, it wasn't cutthroat. It was more annoying because you ha- you couldn't just do it, like you said. Like, you knew what you wanted to do, but you as a freshman didn't get many chances to travel with the football team and go cover whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, you had to, you had to quote-unquote, pay your dues, and that's annoying because you got your whole professional career to do that. College is about getting the opportunity and doing it. So I was frustrated at that. I've heard from, like annoying journalism places like Syracuse and Missouri and things like that. I've heard that that can be more cutthroat, more like, oh, sorry, I didn't send you that date where we were supposed to do this or that time, like that sort of like sabotage stuff. I've heard stories from people that I've met along the way about those places, but 
it wasn't that way when I was there. It was just annoying because it's like, well, we don't really put freshmen on, you know, men's basketball games. And it's like, man, they're like 15 <laughs> people at this game. Like, this is... They just won last year, exhibition. I think. That was the first game they won in like 25 years, right? First first tournament game. First game, I think, they won. In oh, 25, it was the yeah. first one? Yeah, that's good Is for Is that them. what you're mocking? Uh, I mean, that's the good. way the way it re- was reacted to, it was almost like the Super Bowl for Northwestern. I mean, it, it, was, it was an exciting... It was, it was what, like a, a full court shot or something, no? I we forget. Don't, we don't get this a lot. Yeah, no, We don't get cool. this a lot. You don't get much attention in Northwestern, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> no, not, Actually, uh, not for men's basketball, you, not for basketball at all. You're right with Syracuse, because Dan Roach used to crush people's souls at Syracuse. He used to step on their throats. He's if, a Syracuse guy. Yeah. If they oh. approached him with like, hey, will you will you help me? No. Dan Roach would no. just, he would actually physically assault them. It was... I believe all everything you're saying. Yeah, he belongs in prison. Um, <laughs> I was his photographer at spring training in Fort Myers. Nice. Yeah. He's, he's the best. Could not have been nicer to me. He's too nice. Is Jackie Connolly still yeah. over it? Oh, yeah. She was so nice to me. That was so helpful. Monetarily and, like, giving me a chance to be like, hey, look, I'm still working. You yeah. Know? This yeah. is in, like, the recession, like, 08, 09. Oh, yeah. That's when I graduated. Yeah. A lot of jobs. Oh, a lot of good, good <laughs> jobs. cool. I was, <laughs> Go yeah. get them, kid. I went back to lifeguarding as a college grad. <laughs> it was actually making more money than I made my first year at Nesson, but... What was your first year at Nesson? Can you you want to know the money? salary? Yeah. Um, I guarantee it was more than mine. Not was, at not, not at Nesson, but at but my first job out of school. My first year at Nesson was nineteen ish, seventeen, lot in Oklahoma. But your adjusted rent, for inflation, your rent was well. I Boston. still lived at home because oh, I was twenty two nice. years old, twenty three years old, and I had that luxury. I, had I a, couldn't live on my own on that. I don't think. No, I had a studio apartment for two eighty a month, and so that plus okay. student loans and a car payment was like I was cashed out. Yeah, there's no way I could have lived on it. It was like ten bucks an hour. Oh my god! I made fifteen as a lifeguard. I should have been a professional. But lifeguard. they had free food at Nesson a lot. I did appreciate every Friday that. night. Yeah, I did appreciate that. The one time it was hot dogs, and I got really mad because they were like they were like salami chunks of hot dog. It was like a two pound hot dog, and what? I just I was repulsed. I don't remember. Yeah, I'm repulsed. I ate just... it, but I was not happy about it. <laughs> um, so we we touched on a little bit earlier the yeah. ESPN rage and hatred that that comes from a lot of uh, mostly New England. Is that fair? Yeah. Yeah. There's well actually no, not anymore because there's this there's this like this this growth of excitement that like ESPN subscriptions are down and everything because of the the liberals, you dirty libs at ESPN. And it's like somehow like cable subscriptions are down. Yeah. People are are unplugging. Yeah. And ESPN is a part of that. And yet there's all these I mean, I don't know, they're wackadoodle websites usually, but it's usually like ESPN's losing rate ratings because of the liberals <laughs> on the screen. It's like so you get it you get it from all corners. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty equal opportunity right now. It's 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 a it's an interesting, it's a unique time cuz like you mentioned the New England part and I lived up here for a lot of that. I lived up here as the as the deflated football thing was starting and then we lived in Connecticut. It was still qualifies, right? Like it's New Englandish. There were I lived around Patriot fans. I remember that. Okay. Because like when people I to this day now here I get recognized more for Nesson than for ESPN. Really, and it's recognized as a loose It's like once every month, mm-hmm. but but people will be like, "You were hey, where I know you from?" And uh, you were at Nesson. What happened? Where, you haven't where, been on Nesson in like five years, you right? Oh yeah. What what are you doing now? It's that sort of thing, and you're like, "Oh, like I'm you know I'm at ESPN, like I'm working this other place." And <laughs> sometimes you say it, and their faces are like, "Oh, ESPN," uh, and they get this like I'm trying to communicate visually on a podcast, but like they. They get this sort of like oh, he's snarling his face you know, now. Like he's, that's a shame. Like, you know, oh, you're an ESPN, really? Like that sort of thing. And it's like, you know, I can't tell you how many Patriot fans work there. I can't tell you how many people who agreed with the Kraft, Belichick, Brady side of the deflated football thing work there. So like, 
that part always felt unfair to me. Me, Randy Scott, and me, other like yeah. people who, and I'm not a Patriots. That's the thing is like I'm not a Patriots fan, right. but even I recognized how ridiculous that story was. Yeah, how ridiculous the punishment was, all of it. It got away um, from everyone. But the liberal, the liberal thing now, um, people are tuning out because you libs. Yeah, I don't know that I, I don't know that I buy that as the reason. <laughs> I'm not saying there aren't people who don't because I say I see it on Twitter. Yeah. I do. Um, I don't think it's as big of like a reason for people to cut the cord or whatever they're they're doing. Um, but the whole stick to sports thing is, is, I mean, that's, it's over. I don't, I don't know, man. You can't, I mean, when the SB start with <clears throat> four NBA stars making a statement, when they wear the, the yeah. shirts for pregame warmups, when yeah. you have national anthem protests as the number one story in America, there's only so much you can do to stick to, uh, a past Drew Brees made. Right. Well, I mean, it, it's, but it's, it's sort of a catch 22 because it's like, you get this whole segment of the viewership understandably is like. Man, I'm sick of the view, of the anthem thing, and then you get this other segments like you're not giving these causes the right attention. So you can't, you almost as a network uniformly unilaterally can't please everybody or and anyone I, and usually. You know what I mean? So like the people who make decisions who are well above me and my pay grade, they they it's an impossible, it's really an impossible position to try to please everyone. So mm-hmm. I don't envy anybody who has to do that. What's what it's been like for the last couple of years has been like. When you go on air, whether it's radio, whether it's uh, Sports Center, and they'll build in time where, like, uh, you know, crosstalk, have, you know, react, whatever it is, it's like someone, as a, honestly, <clears throat> it's like someone hands you a grenade, pulls the pin out of it, and it's just like, hey, be careful, and just hands it to you. Right. You know, and don't you're say like, anything. Because you don't but talk, but you, don't say anything. Because you know what you think, you know how you feel, but you don't know how what you're going to say is going to be viewed by somebody who lives a completely different life than you. It's like, almost like I have a friend who's a state trooper, and it's like when we go out, it's like he knows he can't do anything because, you know, anything even on this line because the headline is Massachusetts State Trooper does X, Y, and Z. Yeah. If yeah. you say something, it's ESPN anchor says this. <laughs> and then it's like you speak for the whole company. And it's like it happens with ESPN more than I think any other media company where. It's it's it's. Well, I, don't, okay. I think recently, like, sports media company. Yeah, it's it's sort of like everyone's painted with this broad brush, and I just feel like like I'll I'll promote this podcast. I'll be like talking with ESPN's Randy Scott, and yeah. at least ten people will be like, "How'd you talk to someone from ESPN?" And it's like, well, he's a person, he's <laughs> a, an individual, a. and, we've, and known, we've known each other for a while, uh, seven years yeah. at least. That's, no, seven years. Yeah, that's when you started. Yeah, okay. six, six seven years. But yeah, no, I mean. You're right. Like people see ESPN and they just have a reaction to it. And I think you want that in terms of brand awareness, but as a person, like you reference, like you don't want to be you want to be judged based on what you do within the ESPN construct. Mm-hmm. And ESPN gives you just as as CBS Boston does, gives you the platform, you do with it what what you will within their company guidelines. Right. And that's that's just sort of like to me it's common sense. I think to a, a lot of people, you know, and I was probably guilty of it in like college, like I'd see like Oh, MSNBC this, and you just think one thing, or oh, Fox News this, and you think one thing, and then when you get into the business, you realize these are people with lives, with families, and right. different backgrounds. Like I work with a ton. Like there are more, you know, conservatives, I guess, that work at ESPN than I think the average person might realize. Like it's mm-hmm. not just one thing or the other, you know. Right. But when a story catches fire, whatever it is, on whatever aisle it is, whatever side of the aisle it is, like you get that sort of like, like you say. Uh, uh, stereotypes too strong of a word, but you get sort of pigeonholed into that right. into that spot. I think you should <clears throat> just like the old days of Sports Center, you should stick to sports like Keith Oberman. 
Yes. And just Keith Olbermann was a just a with sports bastion of of that. Yes, I think um, that's that's true. But I nerded out. I never got to meet him. Even when he came back while I was while I've been there. Yeah. And he had his show from New York because it was in New York. I never got to, never got to meet him. It's too bad. I know. I, I a mean, pioneer. I'm talking about like he's. Like he's passed gone. away, but he's no, like sixty years old. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, but there are. I mean, you could be honest here. There are. <laughs> do you need a drink? We can. We I can have help. a. I have like we said with the kids. So like I get whatever they bring home from school. Oh, nice. So I just have that cough. Okay. But well, no, at I, least we're in a small confined space. Yeah, I'm uh, gonna cough on all these instruments here. Might as well. I'm out of here in a couple <laughs> days. Um, so ESPN, you can be honest. There are memos like around the building that say like the Patriots taped the Rams walk through, make sure to mention that today. Yeah. Like, every now and then you have to bring it back up, right? That's just in the news building. Yeah. You know, like, the campus is about 17, 18 buildings mm-hmm. deep, so, like, that's just in the news. And, well, and this, that's not true. It's in a couple of studios. Do you have lockers or so anything with lockers? the, like, cubes? Yeah, cubes. We got Company-wide emails. Company-wide emails. All you got to shoot it out there. I actually yeah. um, got into... Oh, did I get into it? It was, like, a little back and forth with Lebetard over that, who's, oh, who's bet- one of your biggest fans. I... Re- <laughs> He yeah. he said that they they taped the Rams walkthrough and I wrote a story saying like this is why people oh, get mad. I remember. And then that. he got real mad at me on Twitter and it was like, well, I mean, you know. I you remember that. I remember watching that unfold and being like, I know both of these people and they're fighting. I don't want to have two Christmases. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I, I mean it's. I mean I was. I I I walk a line where I don't say everyone at ESPN is X because I think that's stupid. Yeah, but okay, but take But there me are a couple t- of moments that yeah. have come through that didn't reflect well in that particular case, and I obviously covered that one pretty thoroughly, so you can imagine. I would think, and I don't think Dan would be upset with me saying this, like, I would think Lebetard is the least representative of ESPN as a company as just about any on-air person you could find. Right. Radio or TV, you know what I mean? Right. And he, and he, he, like I said, I don't, I don't think he'd mind that. I think he relishes in that. Yeah. I think he does his show. He's happy that ESPN gives it the platform that it does. He's happy to be associated with right. ESPN. But he's like, talked about that at length. But too, he's like, just sort of like, yeah. all right, this is me. This is my show. This is what I'm going right. to do and and do that. So the Miami. I don't know if that comes from a Dolphins Patriots sort of like. Who knows? There's a lot you know, of things at play. Rivalry. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. But I mean, a lot of some people like itemize all of their like beefs over the years, and yeah. I just kind of it's like I kind of foggy remember that one. So you I don't, don't keep a grudge. I keep grudges. Ah, uh, you don't keep a grudge. There's people that there's some I'll remember, but for the most part, yeah. was like stuff like I don't remember the details about okay. what like if I were to meet Dan Lebetard, I wouldn't be like I hate your guts. It right. was just well, it was like one thing that I wrote about. That's good. That's that you're healthy. You nah. have a healthy sometimes outlook. <laughs> There's sometimes where like you know Twitter user like John P three zero six two five three one will say something. I'm like, this guy said something to me before. Yeah, and I, and I look it up and I'm like, yeah, I'm right. He did say oh, something to me before. I've hit you up about a, a Bruins guy here in town. I'm like, what's this guy's story? Because I, I remember, remember that, something yeah. from when I was at Ness and Daily. Oh yeah, yeah. And you were like, no, no, no. Oh, people a- hate Ness in the way they hate ESPN too. They They're, do. Yeah. Oh yeah. Why is it the Orsillo thing? Uh, no, I just think it's sort of. It's because I don't know, but there's definitely like but the Nelco thing was probably a watershed moment in that regard. I, yeah, I remember that. Um, obviously, because I I think I tweeted about it. But, but people have strong feelings about the network, so you were probably casting that. You just well, no, it's maybe you got to work at Chuck E. Cheese or something. No, nah, I mean it was I I hmm. yeah. <laughs> All right, so like uh, you've explained him as a good dude. Yeah. Um, and I think I was just upset at the time, but like Ty Anderson wrote something negative about Nesson Daly, about a show that, and it was the night I had done it. So I knew, mm. you know, I didn't do it like seven days a week, but it was a night I had done it. And I remember him tweeting something like, Nesson Daly is the worst thing on television right now or whatever it was. And I was like, 
so I, I just filed it away. And then years later, I think I hit you up and I was like, what is this guy's deal? And you were like, no, 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 he's just shoots from the hip, like straightforward Bruins guy, this, this, this. I was like, all right. And it's thawed on me, but like I yeah. will always, whenever I see him retweeted or whatever it is, I'm like, that guy. I'm gonna, that guy. I'm going to send him all your tweets from now on. <laughs> but no, I mean, I still remember <clears throat> things like that, but I mean, I probably dump on Nesson too now. So like the, yeah. actually, you know what? Uh, Z came came over the top the other night because I always make fun of the polls that run during Red Sox game and Nesson ga- yeah. games. Yeah. I mean, Bruins games. Not because I could have thought of a better poll question, but because the fact that they forced these poll questions in there is, is silly. And then uh, we have one on fifth quarter that, you know, is generally along the same lines after Patriots games. And Z came and just was like, waiting for your commentary on the fifth quarter poll. And I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, well done, Z. Yeah, well work. done, Z. You know, sometimes you got to drop a hammer. He's he, one of the last people there that I that I worked with. Like, on, yeah. I mean, you know, we know what's going on with um, with John Martin and, and you know, mm-hmm. Brian Brennan is left and Jeb Fisher. And a lot of really good people have, have gone on to do some other stuff. There's still great people who are, who are there. Yeah. I mean... The Red Sox crew, Mike Narachi, like that whole Z, like, I mean, they're good, really good people on and off, uh, on and off the air. But it's it's amazing the sort of turnover since I was there. But I guess it's been five years. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah. Jeez, jeez. Huh. You, want oh. to, you want to talk Raiders now? Yeah, let's let's move on because I'm sure you have to go back and take a nap. So, uh, well, I got to relieve the babysitter at some point. Oh, jeez. So oh, no, we're fine. It's one thirty. Are you we're skipping good. nap? For um, this? I'm cutting into nap. Cutting into. If I can make the trophy for most dedicated <laughs> podcast guests bigger, I'm going to. Um, the last part about the ESPN thing, and it's oh, it's, yeah. no. it's it's uncomfortable, but I want to ask yeah. because obviously the layoffs happen and people speculate about your job, about everyone's job, about all your coworkers, uh, and yeah. it's an awful moment. I'm yeah. sure when that many people get cut and when it's happening again, but just being sort of part of of the speculation has to be very uncomfortable at the very least. Well, I imagine. Yeah, it is. And um it's it's kind of like you're not going to and I wouldn't if I were um, you know, a guy who worked a normal job and like you see about layoffs at ESPN and if you if you watch you're probably like, man, you know, if you like uh John Anderson or Michael Smith or whatever and you're like, man, I hope that person doesn't lose their job. If you even think that far. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're just like you really don't have a reaction to people who are on TV losing jobs cuz it's separate from your life and it's tough to feel sorry for someone who has a fun job. I have a fun job. I may have to drive all that way to do it, but I I, I get that. Mm-hmm. But it takes place in such a public way. Like GE, um, I guess just laid off somebody. I'm just using that because I saw it on the cover of a newspaper today. Uh, but like you know, you get you get corporate layoffs, and it's just sort of like a faceless like work po- workforce percentage or whatever it is. It number. just doesn't take that right. It, it, you know, you know, these people don't have Twitter followings, however meager they are. Yeah. Like, and you don't have to then put something out if you are one of these people who gets laid off. So like. I remember that day in April. It was Wednesday, and I was off for whatever reason. I don't know why. It was like a middle-of-the-week thing, and I knew that it was happening that day. And I got a call from someone in a position to make that decision. And I remember thinking, and I took a screenshot of it on my phone for, I think I flubbed it when I went to pick it up. And I was like... Preserved in perpetuity. Yeah, I was just like, oh my God, this is happening. You know? like, And it just sort of flashes in your... And I was driving, I pulled over, and I picked it up. And he was like, hey, uh, just, you know, I'm sure you know what's going on today. Uh, it's kind of a rough day. And I was like, I was like, yep. And I'm, you know, heart beating out of my chest. And he's like, I uh, just want to let you know that you're, uh, you're, you're uh, not, I don't know, he said you're safe or you're not on the list or whatever. And I was like, oh my God. And I said, I didn't know you guys would be making these calls. Right. I thought you'd just be making, I thought no news would be good news. And I didn't know that that, you know, that you would do this. And he was like, yeah, we decided with so much 
speculation. We just would call everybody. And that's a lot. That's a lot of people because it hit so many different departments. You know, it was Ed Werder, you know, uh, right. NFL reporter. And then there were sports center anchors. Someone that I worked a lot with, Jamie Sire, was on that on that list. And the whole hockey writing staff, basically. I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, like, hundred. I mean, I don't know what the final number was. Um, it was like a hundred people, wasn't and that it? Seemed, yeah, that sounds right. It might even be a little low. Because uh, it was off-air people as well, yeah. but um, so those those things, and then you you hear from people. Um, there's a group of people called the 79ers at at work who have been there since 1979. Really clever name, but but they have been there since the beginning, and they're like, man, this didn't used you know it didn't used to be like this. It, mm-hmm. You know, it didn't. And we're we're you know this is this isn't even new to us, and you you just know that the company doesn't want to do it, right? You know, it just probably grew. It's just based it's, on. You know, you know uh, variety of projections, factors, and, and stuff, and like, it's just, um, yeah, it's it, for it to take place in such a public way. I think is that that's the whole, and then you do unfortunately get the people who are anti ESPN who sort of like for the layoffs. Yeah, they kind of revel in it, and they're like, "That's what you get for right." And it's everything from like, "That's what you get for being liberal." That's what you get for not giving. Kaepernick enough attention. That's what you get for rooting against my cowboy. Like you get like Deflate the most it. random. That's what you get for deflate it. It's what you get for you know the eagle. Like you get just these rabid like fan yeah. bases who revel in it sometimes, and you're like, man, this really sucks. It's you just know? it's just like a non-human. The, the way that people consume sports, they sort of consume ESPN, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And we do it with you know managers and coaches and players and everything. That's so. true. That's true. You get the contract details, and you know how much they're making, and yeah, and you know, yeah. Well, this podcast is rooting for Randy Scott. I thank you forever. Thank you. Yeah, I I, may, <laughs> I appreciate that. May the next call be the same and the call after that. <laughs> All right. Yes. If there has to be calls. If there have to be calls. Yeah. Exactly. Sorry. Just had to ask because it's it's very. I mean, the media companies are always. I mean, what's going on here with the radio divestments and the splits yeah. and everyone's going this way. I mean, it's 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 people don't realize the humans that are involved. Like the people I work with are for the past few weeks. I've been wondering. Who am I going to work for? Where am I going to go? Like, yeah. what, and it's it's sort of you know things trickle down eventually once the big business things happen. So it's it's there's a lot of human element involved. Yeah, any change that impacts day to day is going to cause some you know apprehension. Like it's just a natural. It right. is, and you know you um, like you said, what you call it earlier, constant change. I mean that's true in sports, and it's certainly true in sports media. I mean, I I would argue that like these last seven years, outside of like TV being invented or radio being invented, like these last <laughs> yeah seven well the years, internet was invented basically. Well, I mean, the last seven years have been so fast with like the way you can package things, mm-hmm. like with regard not only to regular media but especially sports media highlights, Twitter, all of it, like f- smartphones, all like it just has changed, and to be able to monetize it, sustain a business model like that stuff that is just so beyond my expertise yeah like hey hey, billy madison reference yeah i'm your huckleberry (laughs) but like figuring out how to stream this stuff a la pied piper in you know silicon valley like i don't know how to do that you just bridge billy madison to to silicon valley that shows your hip and And retro throw it back perfect throwbacks all right let's let's get if we don't get to it now we never will all right so i've been putting it off you grew up in virginia uh is that right from yeah from like elementary school on okay so you've you've taken on the caps Yes. Is it the Caps year this year? Are they going to no, do it? No. They're going to lift the cup. They're no. going to hoist Lord you, Stanley. You know the answer to that. No. I picked them this year. I picked this them this year. You did, <laughs> and a couple years ago, and okay. the year before that. Yeah. It's just fun. They're an entertaining God. little bunch of ragtag group of hockey players. There. <laughs> President's Trophy means nothing. Nothing. They own the them. Bruins at least. They've got that going for them. Yeah, I guess. I mean, 
Yeah, I yeah. remember that. I remember watching that game. Yeah, game sure. Seven. So it's that. I mean, you've taken on the Nats. I feel no, no, no. I, I thought I've seen you. you I had. To, I, well, I got to. Sorry, got to cover them in spring training. I get to interview Bryce Harper in February, okay. so I probably tweeted about that. But did no. you ask him for like fifty bucks? Because um, I would. No, I asked him about being a villain and embracing that. Was he pissed? He did not like. No. That. Yeah. Well, he'll learn when he's in pinstripes making thirty-five million a he'll year. He'll be a villain then. Yeah. Yeah. But he was otherwise he was a good dude. He just didn't he didn't want things to be negative. He wanted it, you know, let's talk about positivity. He generally lets you know how he feels about questions. Yeah. That's yeah. that's sort of his MO. But he was open, he was pretty open. He got he got married and all that stuff. Oh, good for him. Yeah. So you what's your baseball team? Braves. Okay. Yeah, we lived in Atlanta until uh eighty nine, ninety. Plus they were on TV. Well they were but we didn't have cable. Um, oh, but oh, so you we, are a so we so you went, grew up with the Braves. We went when they were bad. Like we went when there were like six thousand people, and like Dale Murphy was the only person to go see. The it's only actually to go watch. There's only been six thousand people going to Braves game for the past thirty um, years. Actually, there was a high water mark, <laughs> and it's since gone down. Well, the Jeff Francoeur era. You build a stadium, <laughs> Frenchie, the natural. When you but when you build a stadium in the worst possible place to build a stadium, away from downtown for fifty thousand people, what's going to happen? Yeah, like people aren't going to go. And you win 70, no one asks 75 us, games. No, nobody does. They never do. They never do. It's crazy. Uh, is there a basketball team in there? Not really. Not really. No love. No, you no know, deep. Well, deep. I got, well, no, no deep. I got to cover the Celtics when I was here. They were like, we don't really have anybody on Pats or Celtics. You want to go do that? I was like, yeah, I'll those, go. Those were good years. Cover Garnett. Yeah. Ubuntu. All that good stuff. Those were fun. Yeah, I was there the night that died because they trade Perkins. I remember that. Perk. Danny made up for it though. It took him five years, six yeah. years, but he made up for it because the Celtics aren't going to lose for the rest of the year. That's it. Eighty and two. Yep. Um, <laughs> but somehow the Raiders, the Raiders got in there. Yeah, the Raiders the were Raiders. the first one. The first Oakland one. or L.A. And they were L.A. at the time. Okay. Yeah, I still have like one of those giveaway gym bags from the Coliseum. So you were a big N.W.A. fan, and then that bridged the gap into the Raiders, or was it vice versa? You've done your research. Yes. Okay. Yes. Absolutely. The script L.A. Raiders had that I couldn't wear to my middle school. It was banned. Really? There were gang issues. In Virginia? In yes, Fairfax County, Virginia. There were at the time. I don't know. There still are, but like, yeah, there was those colors were banned. Um, but it was, it was kind of to needle my dad. Like my dad's a Chargers fan, and we'd watch a game because the NBC used to have sorry, beep, beep. used to have the AFC package, and they would run a lot of like that's how my dad got to see the Chargers, and when they would play the Raiders, it seemed like we got that once a year, and he'd be like, we don't like them talking about the guys mm. with the black jerseys, and I was like root for him to get a rise out of my dad. And then they got Bo when I was five. Oh. And I was done. That like once they got Bo Jackson done, then I got a Nintendo a couple years later and like <laughs> Tecmo Bowl was there. I was like, put a fork in it. Done. There you go. Not in the Nintendo. That would break it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, sometimes you got to clean out the dust <clears throat> any way you can. So, all right, you've been a Raiders fan since, what's that, like 87, 88? Yeah, 87, 30 years. So, 30 years. There you Whoa. go. In your... Glory days, so to speak, then would be a one o two. Yeah, that's as high as it got. The rich, <laughs> the rich Gannon years. <laughs> I think I know what you're driving at. <clears throat> well, but, yeah, I mean, like oh three, oh th- what was it? Yeah, I went to that Super Bowl. I didn't yeah. get in, but I brought money. So my dad was an airline pilot. Okay. Um, as he went to the reserves in the Navy, so I got passes. So I flew out from college. I could fly for free. I had family in San Diego. I could stay, and I brought like five hundred bucks, thinking I'll scalp a ticket, nosebleed, whatever. Couldn't get in. Really? It was like lowest was like eight hundred bucks at the time, because the Raiders were so close. You know, there's a fan uh, base. I guess so. And man, I'm glad I didn't spend every yeah. dollar I had to go to that. Game. Was that like forty two to eighteen or something? It was twenty four maybe. It was yeah. One of those like a couple pick sixes at the end just for bad. good measure. It was really it was bad. rough. Yeah. So, 
I mean, let's get to the meat of the subject is the tuck rule. <laughs> yeah. How, I mean, when, when something haunting happens to people, like, a, you know, if, if they witness their friend murdered, yeah. they'll think about it every day, probably. Yeah. How often do you think of the tuck rule? I think of the tuck rule <clears throat> um, at least 25 times a year, at least. It's probably more because it's really concentrated during football season. Mm. But I feel like every year there's a there's an oral history that comes out. Every year the NFL Network does something. Every year, sorry, bleep. Every year we do something. Every year you, Michael Hurley, do something. Every oh, year, every CBS week I Boston do something. Does something like every year there's a re- there's like a reminder of it. So like, I twenty five might be conservative. Okay, it, it might be double that. So are you? <clears throat> what what what's your tuck rule stance? It was a rule so bad. They had to repeal it. it Fifteen was years later, correctly applied. Okay. Well, you're you're already further along than most Raiders fans. Well, it was correctly applied, but it was just I would like I would argue there should have been a referee discretion, like a Walt Coleman like time time limit on the time between pump and then mm. pass attempt. But like, I, I worked, actually, I actually, you'll be surprised. Don't think it was correctly applied because Coleman didn't say it. He didn't announce that. Maybe that's what he called. But he came out and said the quarterback's arm was moving forward. Well, that's a, that's a. So I, mean, I wonder if he you, can you bleep me out? Yeah, that's a f- lie. Like that's <laughs> like his arm wasn't. Well, moving it, it forward. was, like, and then it wasn't anymore. I'm not saying you're lying. I'm saying Walt Coleman was was lying, and he still hears about it. Like yeah, well, you know, he he, he, uh, he screwed on, the Pats on, on that Gronkowski catch Sunday night. You never catch a never catch a break with Walt Coleman never. under the hood. Yeah, you guys will catch a break one of these times. But I was saying I don't know if Coleman was calling the tuck rule. When he called it, I don't. I don't know. Maybe there was communication. How old was Replay at the time? In January '02, was years? Replay like a, Late a handful 90s? of years, right? Like it wasn't '98. Yeah, it was. So it was. It still had hiccups. It still has hiccups now. But like, there's worse the, hiccups now. I mean, ask John Fox. But like at, at the time, uh, soon to be former Bears coach John Fox. At the time, it was like Belichick obviously knew what he was doing, and he knew the rule because it happened to them that season. Um, so he called for it. And he probably walked Coleman through it, like in the court of law. It yeah. was probably like leading, leading a witness. I don't know about tampering because that that has a negative connotation, especially with regard to the to the Pats. But like, it's it, he probably sort of led the witness. You know what I mean? He said, "Hey, this is what I'm looking for. This is what happened. This is the rule." So Coleman spent forever under that hood, man. Oh my god, it wasn't that long. It feels it's like, a Raiders thing. Feels, feels like, like ninety seconds. Feels like forever. Feels like long enough to get a to get I a remember. call from yeah. like a box somewhere or <laughs> whatever. Like we can't have the Patriots post nine eleven lose at home in this winter wonderland of snow. As we know, the NFL does like to rig things in favor Especially of the Patriots. Against the Raiders, immaculate reception. It's you deep. want to talk about things it's that deep. shouldn't? Have, I mean, that's before both of our times. What about the roughing the passer and seventy uh, six? That I don't remember that. I mean, yeah. like I said, before yeah, of our course times. you don't. Yeah, of course uh, you don't. Was that was that when the Pats came out and took care of the snow before the kick? No, that was years later. That they also was, got that to was do Shula. that. They got to do that. In well, that was a, that was a, because Gannon or uh, Gruden called the time. That out. was smart. Yeah, I think that was smart. So you do you recognize a lot of Raiders fans are like Tuck rule. That's why we lost, and that's what it is. But after that, I think Brady was like eight of eight. And Vinatieri kicked the stupidest kick of yeah, all time. Eight of eight with a YPA of three and a half yard. Like he did it. Like listen, I bought into the Brady system quarterback thing back then. I don't anymore. Oh, I mean he was, but back I then. did. I did. Yeah, back then um, he threw for like 140 yards and a touchdown in, in the, the Super Bowl. In the Super Bowl, he got the MVP. His I mean, Super just... Bowl, uh, his Super Bowl numbers until until they lost the second time to the Giants. I think his Super Bowl numbers were not. Well, Carolina was pretty good, but like Carolina was good. He was good. He was Cutler esque. He was Cutler esque. Uh, I mean he was the Philly game. He did enough. He was good for a turnover. 
Yeah. Right? Good he for threw a pick over. in the end zone in Super Bowl 38. People um, forget. Yeah. People forget. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I can I tell a quick story? And yeah. I, have I told you the story? Yeah. Um, I don't know what story it is. The wedding story in South Carolina? No. So I went to a wedding in South Carolina uh, this year, and I got away. Like My wife was like, yeah, you got to go. It was a high school friend, the friend who set me up with Steve Levy. So I, he's getting married. My wife's like, you got to go. We love Nick. You got to go. I was like, great. So I went. And Nick worked for the Red Sox, as I said. He works in marketing now. So there were a lot of, like, I, I kind of realized when I landed and I saw Brett Gardner walking in that it was in, the wedding was in Charleston. I was like, there might be some people here. Mm. Like, might be some athletes. Walk in. Lester's there. Beckett's there. Lackey's there. Um, Jason Biggs is there. I don't know. I still don't really oh. know why. Okay. Uh, Gardner's there. Euclid is there. Jason Biggs might have been wedding crashing. Uh <laughs> <laughs> with his wife, with his wife, uh, and I sit down next to my friend Braden, who is Nick's roommate. Braden is Kevin Euclid's cousin. Sit down. It's the Raiders playoff game against the Texans. Uh, Braden knows I'm a Raiders fan. The game gets out of hand during the ceremony, and he's nudging me and showing me his phone and talking. Shit. And Euclid is like, "Why are you a Raiders fan? Why does Dan Levitard hate you?" Like <laughs> he sort of like throws that yeah. out. And we go from the ceremony. The game's out of hand. We go to the cocktail hour, and Braden goes. Why should, you've lived in Boston long enough? Just be a Patriots fan. I'm like, no, you know why? And Euclid's like, why? And I'm like, tuck rule, you know, rule so bad it was repealed. Legacy built on a lie. Like I just, like, I start getting, start getting into it. It's a member of the Brady clan. I didn't know that. Oh, so Euclid's wife is like, what's your, what, what do you have against Tom? And I'm like, what don't I have against Tom? <laughs> and I start ticking through it. And it was right around the time his like sleepwear line came out. Yeah. And I'm like, why do you need pajamas? Like sleep with your shirt off like a man. Like what's wrong with you? And she's like, well, what, don't, don't you think he's handsome? And so I know now that she's just f***ing with me at right. the time. I didn't know it at the time. So I'm like, you know what? And, you know, uh, Brayden's <laughs> like, Brayden's like, well, you're just getting, you know, you're getting loose because you're away from the kids and, and you know, your, your wife's pregnant or whatever. It, it, somehow my wife being Randy pregnant. Randy had a beer. My wife being pregnant came up and she goes, oh, do you know what you're having? And I said, I hope we're having a boy because- a guy who grows up in a house of girls, because I have a boy and a girl, <laughs> a guy who grows up in a house of girls grows up to be a whiny, shrill oh, little punk like Brady. Like, you ever hear him talking to his teammates on the side, like, come on, guys, come on, Jules, like that sort of thing. And she is dying laughing. So the night goes on, and apparently I did this all night. And wow. I stopped short of getting into, like, how do you not know this? Personal life? I'd forgotten. Huh? I, I had totally forgotten. And so the next day I'm connecting, flying back, and I see pictures on Facebook. And I had a great time with, with Uke, and I was like, man, did I have a good enough time? Can I send him a friend, Facebook friend request? Because I see him popping up in photos, <laughs> and I'm thinking about it. And then I see his wife, and I, I expect to see Julie Euclid on no. Facebook. Nay. Not her name. Julie Brady. Yes. And then it's like, you know, I see dead people. He was dead the whole time. Like, and all <laughs> the tumblers fall into place in my head. And you already have the post-wedding scaries, you know, as you're flying back. Right. And what I'm did like, I do? What did I say? And I'm like, Who oh, did I no. say it to? So I text Brayden, and I'm like, buddy, tell me I didn't spend all night ripping Tom Brady to Tom Brady's sister. And he goes, dude, she thought it was hilarious. Like, he writes back, he's like, she was in on it the whole time. You didn't cross any lines. You were fine. It was funny. Nothing she hasn't heard. Nothing profane. Nothing family. You know, blah, blah, blah. You gave him respect, at, you know, as the greatest involved. Like, you you acknowledged the things you should have acknowledged. You were just funny and Raiders fan. So, wow. so yeah. So just, But it was frustrating because it made me like the Brady family more. Right. You know? And everything I've learned and everything I got to experience about them is just reinforced that. Well, all the crap so you it's ever, frustrating. All the crap you ever hear on Twitter about ESPN, 
they, the Brady family has probably heard 50 times over about their, their brother <laughs> slash son slash yeah. whatever. Yeah, that's probably fair. You got to know that. You got to know I that. I should have known it. And I did. I just didn't know it in that moment. Mm. Those moments. Well, the, you deserved it, I think, as a Raiders fan yeah. who, you know, is still off. The fact is, about the tuck rule, yeah. is you let Jermaine Wiggins beat you. So that's that's the bottom line. Professional athlete. Like, I'm, there's no shame in that. You let Wiggy beat you. Yeah. Did you ever do TV with Wiggy? Uh, no. No. Oh, that Does he do great. stuff with Nesson? He does Nesson. Now yeah. he does? Yeah. I No, I missed him. I had uh, Chad, Matt Chatham still there. Yeah. He still does Matt Chatham, Mike Flynn. Okay. And uh, I think that was it. Uh, that was it. Reese used to do some Nesson. I don't know if he was gone, but oh, he's already ESPN. Yeah. 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 ESPN. Jeff Howe of the Boston Herald. Herald. Good old Jeff. Yep. Shalise Manzi Young. Pete Abraham. Pete doesn't like me anymore. No? No. Why he not? thinks I made a joke at his expense on Twitter. And I didn't. Well, we can't have that. And I that. would like for him to know that I it was not a joke about him at all. Um, but I think I think he's just written me off. People do that. This is sometimes. a shame. Yeah, because he was really like we got along really well. Well, you know what? This I is we did. probably not the best forum <laughs> to reach Pete Abe, but yeah. you know, if someone wants to share it. Randy Scott Fair. does not hate you. Fair, good. Well, how how are you doing with the Raiders these days? Why do they stink now? Um, man, the secondary hasn't gotten any better. Should have, and it didn't. Uh, the first round draft pick Conley is on IR as of today, I think. Um, so that didn't help. Uh, Patriots top draft pick is on IR. There's still seven. Mar, yeah, that's weird. Yeah, it's that is super weird. Yeah. Um, Marshawn Lynch is a thousand years old. Yeah, he likes roughly. To, he's he looked great week one, week he, two. He got a week off. He looked good against the Dolphins. Looked so good against those high schoolers. We'll see. He did look good against the high schoolers. Um, Dominated that ref too. Uh, the offensive line has been a little porous. It's just um, weird, right? I mean, they were legitimately a contender last year before the leg snapped. Yeah, yeah, before the broken leg. That sucked, even as a non-Raiders fan, because it was it? like it was exciting. Yeah, like, but like this is legit. They're better. The NFL is more interesting. Just like college football is more interesting when like Miami's relevant. The NFL is to, I mean, obviously to me, but I feel like the Raiders are one of those brands. Like NFL is more interesting when the Steelers are up, when the Raiders are up, when the Cowboys are up. Like. You know, like I've said that before about the Raiders, and people have not agreed with me. Yeah, but I mean, not even that. Just you know, it would be great to see someone come into the to Gillette Stadium and not roll over like the Steelers do all the time. Yeah, like it would be nice to see a team with attitude and with some confidence. Maybe you know, give it a game. Maybe they have a beat little, them. They have a little attitude, but I feel like the passing numbers in that game, like what we're going to see in Mexico City, are going to be pretty significant. Like yeah. I think Carr's going to be like three fifty. I think Brady could be at four hundred. Like it could be just one of those. It could be one of those seven games. runs combined between the two teams. Yeah, not a lot of runs because the Pats will get up and the Raiders just have to throw, and mm-hmm. like that will play right into what Belichick wants to do. And um, Barry Cooper has been frustrating. Derek Carr hasn't been as good. I don't know that he's 100 percent healthy, and the offensive line has not been as good. Yeah, so like all of that coming together, and, they, and you know any year, and I think the Giants are living it out on the extreme opposite. But any year where you win once as many one score games yeah, as the Raiders did true. last year, something's going to regress to the median, and I think that's just kind of what it is right now. If you don't make significant personnel moves that pay off, mm-hmm. and so far Marshawn hasn't, mm-hmm. and the draft predictably for the Raiders it wasn't good. Bill Barnwell actually on ESPN had a great story before the year, and he had like the teams most likely to make a jump and the teams most likely to make a drop. And yeah. the Raiders were number one in the drop because of that one. It was like seven one-score games, uh, yeah. and there were like five of them, or maybe not five. There were a few that were just total chance, like a, a pass yeah. interference penalty at the goal line and stuff like that. So it wasn't like they were up 10 and one by three with a late touchdown. It was like right. sort of coin flippy type game. So. Uh, yeah, on down to the two-point conversion against the Saints, like in week one. Like it was, <laughs> I remember. It's 
I actually so it's frustrating. I'm thankful for this year. I mean, the, the Raiders still might win the West, right? Might, yeah. might. The Chiefs have come back to the pack a little right. bit, and they the Raiders could, a couple games beat them straight up. And uh, but earlier ah, the this year, are bad. the Broncos That's are terrible. Fun. They're very terrible, and the Chargers are the Chargers. But um, there was a point this year, and maybe late September, and I said. Maybe maybe I have to get over all of my preconceived notions about Jack Del Rio and accept that he's now a good NFL coach. But fortunately, that is off the table <laughs> for another five years. So thankfully, I'm, I'm thankful for the Raiders drop this year. Yeah, it was okay. close. It was tense. Anything we can do to help? Just like the heart palpitations I felt when the when the Seahawks were about to beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl, and I was like, I have to acknowledge Pete Carroll as a very good NFL coach. I pom, can't do pom, it. Pom pom Pete. I can't do it. And fortunately, you know, he proved me right. You, he waited till the last second, but he proved me right. What is your beef with the twelves? Can I ask you okay. that? Sure. Like, we might as well. Yeah, I think you know we opened you up. We can open. Well, me up no, a I'm bit. not trying to like reverse and ask the questions or anything. Well, but, like, it started I'm, when I'm I was curious. six. I'm curious about that. So. I went to Phoenix, Arizona for Super Bowl 49. Yeah. And spent a lot of time around Seahawks fans because they were literally everywhere. It was 12s everywhere, 12s. as they say. Yes. And so I'm waiting, you know, at the front desk of the hotel and two people there with 12 fan jerseys on say, Oh, are you a 12? Yeah, I'm a 12. Are you serious? Are you a 12? That's oh, yeah, how I'm they 12. reference each other. That's You go to Starbucks and they're like, Are, are, you, are you a 12? What do you expect? It's a Seattle thing. Oh, sorry. I, I didn't even mean that. I you didn't know? even mean that. But Should it have gone to a dunk. They don't have dunks mm, out there? There was maybe one. I don't know. Untapped market. I should have. I should. I are you a Pats fan? <laughs> um, are you a twelve? So that's that was like the first inclination, and then the idea that they're louder than people really yeah. irks me. If that as if it's not stadium engineering, if as if the stadium's not built to capture that sound better, as if they're actually physically louder. Okay. As humans, that bothers me. Okay. And then just the overall dorkiness of it. I mean, the, the Seahawks are in the middle of a game Thursday night, and it's you know the fourth quarter with seven minutes, and they just tweet out. See, and there's oh three thousand responses. Hawks, <laughs> oh and it's just like I can't. Oh. And look, the Red Sox do it to a large extent. The Red Sox Nation thing might have might have ushered in this era of nerdy oh, fandom. Possible. And the Red Sox like to have you know it's basically Disney World Family Park now. And if you yeah. want to make money that way, that is your prerogative. Yeah. But if I don't like it, I have the right to dislike it. It's and America. I dislike what the Seahawks. It's so dorky. It's so dorky. <laughs> it's Blue Friday, and they all have pictures of themselves wearing their dumb twelve jerseys on Fridays. But, but you won. Like you guys won it's not that about game. That. Oh, it has nothing to do with the Patriots well, or anything like that. I have. Yeah. I, it's. I just. I, everything about the twelves just right. gets under my skin. Okay, duly noted. The twelves. The Jags, on the other hand, you on the up. Oh yeah. You worried about the Jags? It could be a playoff. That would be great. If the Jags came to, to Gillette. Didn't that happen with... Um, it happened in 07. Byron ha- Leftwich? No. Was it Leftwich? Uh, no. Garrard. David Garrard. Daniel. David David. Garrard? David Garrard. Who's Daniel Garrard? He's uh, David's brother. Nice. He, uh, he was a long snapper. Uh, that Was that Jack Del Rio too? Yes. There you they go. They came in 07 and Brady <clears throat> was like 21 for 21 to start the game and then Welker dropped a ball that hit him in the chest. Welker does that. A sign of things to come. Did that. Yeah. Uh, they played in the playoffs another time. I saw Welker and Brady cry after the Jets playoff loss. In the tunnel together, yeah. huddled up with their significant others. I saw Will Fork piss that night. I was, was waiting to get into the Jets locker room, and Will Fork came steaming by with like his big fur coat and his yeah. white ball. He was pissed, and then Kraft came like trying to chase him down and like talk to him. Oh, it's crazy. We were in the same locker room then because I was assigned to the Jets side of things. So I always go to the Catherine, Jets. Catherine Tappan got the uh, got the Patriots. Side. In those days, you had to go to the Jets. In those days, you're nuts if you didn't go to the Jets locker room. Tappan got whatever. You know what I mean? Like it right. was Catholic. Well, you was lucked out. K-T- I did. Yeah, I got I got entertaining wrecks that night. Yeah, they were good. But uh, yeah, I saw Brady break down and cry after Super Bowl Fifty One. He went on the stage and he was like sort of behind it. Yeah, and he just like lost because I mean oh. all year it was like 
no human emotion, no thoughts in his brain. Just just wreck everything mode. Just scorched like, oh, earth. I'm not mad at anyone in the yeah. world. Oh, Roger Goodell makes 30 million a year. That's nice. That's super. And nice. then uh. he just like sort of like heaved and cried for like a good 10 seconds. Yeah. And then he went up and took his thing and like celebrated. And it was like crazy. It's a lot going on. Crazy. A lot going on. All because of the tuck rule. Yeah, yeah, you know, like like seatbelt on a lie. I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> You're somebody... not like Ray Lewis crazy. Like <laughs> we would have never heard a Tom Brady if it went for no tuck rule. Like, okay, I I wasn't here, so I don't know if if Bledsoe, you know, had lost. I, we we hear now Bledsoe was not going to get his job back. It was yeah. You hear reports that Belichick was leaning that way, right? Which there's some credence to because he was he kept a third quarterback at that point. Yeah. I think Damon Heward was the backup. Right. They right. kept Brady. Bloodsoe was sort of Bloodsoe. Making so much money. You know, you knew what Bloodsoe was at that point. Yeah, you look yeah. at Belichick's MO of big money making players, what right. he does. Right. So, I, I mean, I still kind of entertain the thought of like, you know, if Brady comes out, if they, if they lose to the Raiders at home, Brady comes out, starts the season as a starter, and Bloodsoe's still there. When did he trade Bloodsoe? After that year. After, was that after right after the Super that Bowl, year? Yeah. After, okay, so he went to the let's Bills. say they keep Bloodsoe. Because because they don't win the Super Bowl. Let's right, say, right, right, right. Let's say, and Brady which, was sort of, and, right. and then Brady's system quarterback guy comes out. You know, seventeen of, uh, well, no, shoot, twelve of twelve of twenty two, hundred and sixty yard guy, one touchdown, one turnover. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, like what happened? He, he probably he probably would have risen. I, I think know. based on what know. we know about Brady's career, like at Michigan and in the NFL, he probably would have reached where he reached. It just it got it got a lot easier when you win in year one as a starter. That's so true. I'm told. I'm told that's true. Well, the Raiders, uh, they might be good again. But, <laughs> oh man, I hope so. I The young pieces are there. I'd like for them to win uh, before they go to Vegas, but it doesn't look like it's going to happen. The the Vegas thing sucks. Does it? Yeah. Does it? Because you said it. The Raiders are like a brand. They are an NFL institution. And to me, I know they were in L.A. for a long time. That's the thing. That, so for me, it's different because I yeah. loved them when they were in L.A. So they've already moved in my lifetime. And I'm like, you know, romanticizing it a little bit. I know their attendance sucks. I know that their stadium, their stadium sucks. Is awful. I know that. Yeah, like it. It overflowed with poop a couple of years Literally. ago. Literally, like there was poop everywhere. Yes, <laughs> on it the was walls, a poop storm. on the field. So I get it. I just, I to me, that's a team that shouldn't move. If you want to move the Rams, whatever. If the Chargers move a couple hundred miles, that's that's lousy. San Diego gets hosed, no doubt yeah. about it. Yeah. But it's not as much of a of a major shift in the NFL as I think the Raiders moving to Las Vegas. It's almost gimmicky, like move because well, Vegas is a gimmicky sort right. of. Right. Yeah. It, it makes yeah. sense in the NHL. Like it's it's it maybe like Phoenix should have moved or Arizona should have moved there. But again, yeah. no one asked me. No but, one does. So you don't mind the Vegas move? I guess if I you're an I've, East Coast liver, I've talked myself into it. I think I you know what for me, I probably have a greater chance of seeing a Raiders home game in Vegas than I did in Oakland. Um, but you know, how do you, how do you ask a, a city that's underfunded as it is in a state that is underfunded, right? Budget wise. Like how do you ask them to publicly finance a stadium? No, if Vegas is willing to do it, then right. it makes business sense. But there are great fans in Oakland who really get hosts. You're right. right. You're absolutely right. It just sucks. Yeah. And that's, right. that's obviously crazy. Do you own any, uh, spiked shoulder pads? No, I have a Bo Jackson Jersey. That's it. Okay. That's all I got. I have, a, I have a Bo Jersey. I have a signed Gronk Jersey. And as my those are my jerseys. Do you That's condone violence at sporting events? Um, fan mm, on fan violence? No. Okay. So I probably root for the wrong team. I just feel like the black hole. I just think of you know. There's violence there yeah. for sure. Yes. Do you? But there are good people there as well. I'm sure. Do you condone face paint? 
Yes. Okay. Yes. Putty. David Putty style. David Putty. <laughs> Devil's back. <laughs> All right. I've taken up like a lot of your time. Uh, I, I don't, don't know, know how long you is. wanted to stay. You don't, don't know what time it is ever, I'm sure. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. But thank um, you. I think I think we covered, we, we literally hit every note. That's good. That's a rare thing. I wanted to... I don't know, that's but your money's worth. Yeah, there I wanted, is money. Involved. You came. You came all the way here. Yeah, there's a lot of money. It'll come Good. in the mail. Uh, just you know, just wait a couple weeks. Uh, don't contact me. Uh, I'll contact <laughs> you. But thank you so much, uh, Randy Scott, Sports Center AM every day. Now you know the man that is telling you <laughs> what is happening on your TV. There we go. Thanks, bud. Thank you. All right. All right. How about that one? Randy Scott gave me a lot of his time. The man wakes up at 1:45. To go to work at seven. I, I know you got to get the TV early. You got to put your makeup on and your, and your fancy suits, and you got to get your prep and everything. But geez, Luis, one forty-five. I go to bed that time. And he's got kids. My kids are up all night. You got kids. You know your kids wake up. I don't get it. But you know what? When you're dedicated to your job and you want to do a good job, I guess that's what it takes. So there's a lesson for all the kids out there. I'm sure. There's a lot of kids out there at Northwestern right now like, oh, man, i got to wake up at 145. How about that? So there you go. Thanks to Randy for giving me all that time. It was good to talk to Randy. That was definitely the longest conversation we've ever had. You know, it used to be, you know, uh, water cooler talk at Nesson. So it was nice to have a longer talk. It was nice to uh, scratch the surface on some Raiders pain because it's just funny. It's funny when teams lose. Hilarious. Anyways, thank you for listening. I know I don't know what the right podcast, podcast length is, but I hope... I'm doing all right for you. If not, I have no solution, unfortunately, because we talk a lot. What are you going to do? Thank you for listening. Thanks for checking it out. Be sure to, you know, share it if you like it. I got a lot of good feedback on uh, the Rich Lieb talk. I think uh, those have been fun. And we have one more this week, uh, another Sports Hub host. I'm really excited for this next one. So make sure, you know, you, you spread the word on this one and make sure to tell people to listen to it fast because we got another podcast coming out in a few days. And that will uh, basically be a big podcast week. So thank you. You know, the same old spiel. iTunes, Stitcher, uh, CBS Boston. You can get it all these ways. Share it all these ways. I I asked for four-star reviews, and some people have followed through on that. Maybe I'll ask for five stars because you look at it, and you're like, oh, I wish I got a five-star review. I did ask for four-star. That was kind of dumb. Not the smartest. I don't know. Give me what you want. Give me what you want. As long as it's four or five. That's all. All right. Thank you. Thank you.